0: Welcome back to another week on the Ask Pastor John podcast. In our Bible reading this week, we're in the thick of it, reading through Leviticus, a notorious book that ends a lot of well intended Bible readers in the month of February, and uh, a book that includes a hard text like Leviticus 21, verses 16 to 24, forcing Bible readers to ask the question, Why did God shun the disabled in the Old Testament? Uh, We looked at that question last time on Thursday. Today, we talk about personal suffering and the meaningfulness, the meaningfulness of Christian suffering. So often suffering feels meaningless, and we can get disheartened and feel like giving up, leading to today's question from Samuel. Hello, Pastor John. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 7 to 9, that he was afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken. What does he mean that he was persecuted but not forsaken? When I imagine the sufferings of Paul hitting my life, I would be immediately tempted to think that such harsh persecution would make me feel completely crushed and abandoned by God. Much lesser pain in my life brings me to the brink of this already. So how did Paul endure such pain without feeling totally defeated? And what his faith look like in your life when your life was at its hardest? So
1: here's the text that uh, we're being asked to get inside of, 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 9. We have this treasure, namely this treasure of vital faith in Christ, who is the image of God. We have this treasure in jars of clay, that is, fragile bodies and minds, to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. And Samuel is asking, how did Paul endure this, this being afflicted, perplexed, persecuted, struck down? How did he endure this the way he did? And he has in mind the magnitude and frequency of Paul's sufferings. And I doubt that most of our listeners have a, an immediate consciousness of how terrible that was for Paul, so I'm going to read it. This is, this is one of the most surprising and staggering and appalling statements of Paul's life in the Bible. This is 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three. 23 following. He endured far greater labors, far more imprisonments, countless beatings, often near death, Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys... And and we complain. Samuel's question is relevant because of how easily we grumble about our own circumstances. When in fact, none of us—I'm willing to say this to everybody listening to me—none of us has endured what Paul did. So Samuel asks, "How did Paul endure such pain without feeling totally defeated, indeed abandoned by God?" That's what he asks. And I think Paul would give three answers. Number one, I think he would say, I was miraculously kept faithful by the Lord Jesus. It was a gift. It was a miracle. It was a work of God to keep me. That's why I didn't give in. His perseverance was a gift. Here's what he says, Second Timothy four sixteen, At my first defense, no one came to stand by me but all deserted me may it not be charged against them but the lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed to all the gentiles so i was rescued from the lion's mouth that's his basic answer to how he endured the living sovereign lord jesus christ stood by paul when nobody else did. Hmm. He did not infer that because everybody abandoned him, God's not real. Since Christians are all a bunch of fakes, Jesus isn't real. He never went that direction, yeah. which so many people do today. In 1 Corinthians eight, he said that Christ, quote, sustains us to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom we were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So, Paul enjoyed fellowship with Jesus. That's the key, fellowship with Jesus. And God held on to Paul and sustained him and preserved his faith through everything by giving him the enjoyment of fellowship with Jesus through it all. God began the work in Paul on the Damascus Road, and according to Philippians 1.6, He believes God will finish the work. So God calls, God keeps, God establishes, God glorifies. Uh, This is God's work. If any of us endures to the end as a believer through suffering, it's God's grace that we endure. It's a gift. It's a supernatural work. So that's Paul's first answer. Second answer, I think he would say, God preserved me. Jesus saved me and kept me by means of teaching me a true and robust theology of Christian suffering. And in that theology of Christian suffering, which kept him, was the conviction of God's absolute sovereignty over Paul's suffering and that God is not only sovereign, but he's good and he's wise. Nothing befalls Paul but what God sends for his good purposes. If the Lord wills, James says, and Paul agrees, we will live. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. If he doesn't, we won't. We are immortal till God's work for us is done. God Mm -hmm. is sovereign. That is basic to Paul's and our endurance. In the first days after his conversion, Remember, even before his blindness was removed there uh, in Damascus, Ananias was sent to Paul and he was sent with this message, I will show him, Christ says, I will show Paul how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. In other words, from the beginning, God made it clear to Paul, to serve me is to suffer Suffering's not a detour. It's part of the path, part of the calling. Paul knew that all of God's wrath had been absorbed by Jesus when he died. So now there's no condemnation for Paul or for us in Christ. None of these horrible things that are happening to Paul are owing to God's wrath. What a relief. They were all part of God's fatherly, loving, disciplining, ministry advancing, purposes for Paul, for the church, for the world. Some of his sufferings, he says, were the refining of his own faith. Second Corinthians 1 8 is amazing. He says, we were so utterly Burden beyond strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. That was God's purpose to help Paul trust utterly in God by knocking all the props out from under his life Hmm. so that there was only one place to fall on God who raises the dead and he trusted God. He trusted this profound knowledge of the role of suffering in the life of the believer. Another part of his theology of suffering was that no pain here is wasted because it's producing a weight of glory beyond all comparison in 2 Corinthians 4.17. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. In other words, even in those last horrible days and weeks of suffering before death, they seem so meaningless, but even in those hours, nothing is wasted Hmm. because they actually are producing a greater weight of glory after death. I'll mention one more aspect of Paul's theology of suffering that is like a ballast in his boat to keep it from being tipped over by the sufferings. He says that his sufferings for the body of Christ were the filling up of what was lacking in the afflictions of Christ. Colossians 1.24, I rejoice in my sufferings, which is an amazing statement in Mm -hmm. itself, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is his church. This was not because Christ's afflictions were lacking in any atoning merit. That's not the issue. That's not the problem. It was because Christ's afflictions were lacking in personal presentation to those for whom he suffered. Paul was saying, in my sufferings for you— I am presenting to you Christ's sufferings for you so that you can see and feel his love for you in my suffering for you. And I think that's why many pastors are called to suffer the way they are. So Paul's first answer to how he endured these crushing hardships was, one, Christ kept him, stood by him. And the second answer is, he kept him by means of a true and robust theology of Christian suffering. And finally, the third answer that Paul would give is, I was kept by the precious and very great promises of God. Promises like, I'll be with you to the end. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Matthew 28, Hebrews 13. I will work everything together for your good. Romans 8, I will strengthen you. I'll help you. I'll uphold you. Isaiah 41, 10. In the Lord, none of your work is in vain. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. To live is Christ. To die is gain. Away from the body is to be at home with the Lord. So these three answers to how Paul endured are our answers. I think that's our answer as well as Paul's answer. Paul lived his life for our sake. That's why he endured these things, so that we could see and learn. Number one, the Lord kept him and will keep us. Number two, we should have a robust biblical theology of Christian suffering. And number three, we should live through it all by the precious promises of God.
0: Amen. Thank you, Pastor John. And uh, I just want to underline Second Corinthians 4.17, a text that is so precious to us at Desiring God, uh, so memorizable no Christian suffering is meaningless. None of it. It's completely meaningful. Our suffering is working for us. Only by faith can we embrace such a truth. It's profound. And that's why 2 Corinthians 4.17 comes up over and over on this podcast and dozens of episodes on suffering. Uh, Just a major theme of ours. And to show you how central this text is to Pastor John and his thinking here, You might be interested to learn that I wrote a book uh, to collect all those APJ episodes together into one digest to help you see the ground that we've covered in the past on this topic of suffering. And that book is done and it releases soon. It's titled Ask Pastor John 750 Bible Answers to Life's Most Important Questions. And there I devote pages uh, 365 to 394, a whole 30 page section to this topic of personal suffering. In the meaningfulness of it, and I pray this new book will will serve you to find your way around the archive, to find the right episodes that you need in a timely way. Uh, the book launches soon, and Pastor John and I are going to talk about it uh, coming up shortly. Ask Pastor John seven hundred fifty Bible answers to life's most important questions. Can't wait to see that in your hands, and it will be soon. Honored to be your podcast host for over a decade from behind a microphone. Now I get to be your podcast host in a book format, whether by microphone or by book. It's truly my joy to be your host. I'm Tony Ranke. See you Thursday.